we just gotta dive right in. We'll press... Oh, oh, we're recording. Listen, I'm not waiting around. We can't fuck around on this one, folks. <laughs> oh, okay! Cue that spicy theme music. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You've Got a Minute, the most important podcast in all of Radioland. That's right, we're number one, and Radioland is a place where podcasts live. My name is Eli Phillips. I'm Cheyenne. A lot. Woohoo! Radioland, we are number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this a tiny mm-hmm. island in your mind? Mm-hmm. Listen, you gotta keep up. We're moving quick here because we got some important stuff to get to at the end of this episode. Truly. Okay, let's get down to business. We are in minute, uh, we're in minute, what, 19 going into 20? Yes. Yes. In minute 18, Kathleen was in her apartment again with Frank. It's night and she's... Giving the sexless hug. Yep, yep. Basically, you know, Frank was trying to encourage her and say that they're going to defeat Fox Books. They had a sexless hug at the end of which Kathleen is like, although, and before she has a chance to say anything, she looks down on her dining room table. What's that on the table? The Olympia Report Deluxe Electric Report. Hasn't gunshot. (laughs) Frank has brought in a typewriter, and he's having this conversation with Kathleen about how well her shop is going to do in spite of Fox Books. And at first, you're like, man, why why is he making such grandiose statements? Like, why is he being so verbose? Well, A, that's just part of being Frank Novasky. But B, we start to get the sense that uh, this was all to kind of smooth over the fact that he brought this typewriter in because Kathleen sees it and she's like, wait a second, Frank, what's going on here? But not before he makes her listen to the gentle, soothing lullaby of a machine. So dot, dot, dot. This is another one of those moments where more directly perhaps than Patricia Eden, but Frank is so passionate about... Mm-hmm. What he does and who he is and his, really the the flag he's put in the sand that yeah. technology, bad. Yeah, well, again, that's what's so funny is he talks about how bad technology is, but then he worships typewriters. And we find that out because Kathleen says, I've seen this typewriter before. Where have I seen this? And she goes to the other side of her table and pulls a dust cover off of literally another Olympia Report Deluxe. He has two of them on the same table, and he's trying to get away with that by sweet-talking her. I just need to pause for a minute, because you sound a bit outraged that he has two typewriters, and I, for, just for the listener's amusement, I would love you to quickly walk us through the number of computers in your office. That's not a fair question. Just, let's ballpark it. The last time I counted, it was 15 computers. Hmm, unique. I needed a backup. That's what Frank says to explain his two typewriters. Oh, I am in hell. And so is Kathleen. But what happens next? Um, you know, he tries to sort of, he, he says, I needed a backup. Anyway, he wants to change the subject. He says, what were you, what were you going to say before? And she starts to say, you know, what is it that I do? I don't really do anything important. All I do is run a children's bookstore. Why do we think she's saying, like, that is so heartbreaking to hear her say. Um, well, I think, you know, like, Frank is telling her that she has to fight and she has to beat Fox Books. And everyone else is, like, asking her what she's going to do. And there's probably something going going on in Kathleen's mind where she's saying, like, 
do I want to do this fight? Like, is this worth it to me? Like, is what I'm doing so important to me that I want to exhaust myself and how much time and energy and effort? Or should I maybe just, you Step know... aside. It's crushing to me to, like, watch it in this detail and spend the time in this minute with what is truly just a heroic optimus and her to doubt herself and her impact when you see everyone who comes into contact with Kathleen Kelly is changed for the better. That's that is absolutely true. I think a lot of this movie is about that. It's about Kathleen sort of like figuring herself out mm-hmm. um, in the face of obstacles. This is a moment of her examining who she is, who she's been and who she wants to be. My question is does Joe go through that to the same degree that she does? I don't think he's forced to. I mean, we'll definitely talk about the changes that he makes in his life as time goes on, but I definitely don't think he's forced to examine who he is in the exact same ways that Kathleen is forced to. I think you're right. The ways in which he would be forced to change would be not crushing small businesses and growing his book empire with his family, and that's just not even on the table. Like, it's never entertained. So Kathleen is kind of examining who she is here and frank stops her and this is why this episode is so important we can talk about everything else uh, kind of re- in the scene if we need to if there are any other details but right now we need to get to the fact that this is one of the most important moments in the film because it is one of the best quotes in the movie definitely t-shirt worthy oh my gosh i'm but, sure like, etsy is covered in it on three no, kathleen I'm, really, I'm just i'm just you are a lone reed and we end it there. Cut scene. I mean, the scene does not cut at all. Don't listen to me. Cut our scene. Cut minute 20. I just need to celebrate this moment because, you know, if you see the movie, you know what happens. But Frank admires the fuck out of Kathleen. And it's one of those relationships where, like, maybe you have something in common. You enjoy each other's, uh, you enjoy each other's company, but he very much loves the idea of what she can be and what she can represent for him. I agree with parts of that. Okay, hit me. I think, Descent. I think that his reaction to Kathleen is just like his reaction to the bookstore. It's just like his reactions when he's on the TV show later. Uh, he looks for things to monumentalize. He. Oh. Yeah, I think... Is that a verb? I don't know. He he looks for, like, things that he can mythologize, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying that she's going to undo the course of the Industrial Revolution and she is a lone reed and saying all of these big Frank Navasky things is because he likes to try to find the essence of a thing that is noble and... A lot of people think that what she does is noble. It is a... It is. Well... It absolutely is. Yeah, but but if you're a romantic like Frank, y- you probably magnify that. You probably exaggerate that. And I think Kathleen is, is the sort of folk hero that he looks for in the way that a typewriter is a folk hero for him because it's John Henry versus the steam engine that the computer is. Really, they're the same thing. Kathleen and this typewriter. And John Henry. <laughs> We've got to move to minute 20... Very briefly, I would like to get off to Kathleen's outfit because it is all that. It's really funny that you want to talk about Kathleen's outfit because throughout this entire minute, I have been looking at Frank's outfit. So you describe Kathleen, I'll describe Frank, then we'll end it there and power on into minute 20. 
All right, real quick. She looks like Audrey Hepburn, or 1998 Audrey Hepburn, knee-length green corduroy dress with a black turtleneck underneath. It's a 10 out of 10. Frank is also wearing a green. What would you call his? He just looks like a dude to me. He does, but the the thing that I actually want It's like wanna... a velvet tie. Well, the weird thing about the tie is that it's square on bottom. It's like someone cut the bottom of his tie off with a pair of scissors, and it's just flat. How modern. Is that a thing? Have you ever seen that before? I've not, but I... <laughs> I'm not paying attention to it. I mean, there's nothing good about his look, but the tie was striking. He really needs... To... Someone, like, cut the bottom off of his tie as he was walking by, and he didn't notice. That person was cruel. They should have cut the bottom off of his mullet if they're going to do this man any favors. <laughs> He does have a mullet. Both of their hair is so bad. I think her hair is a crime. Listen, this is coming from a woman who bought like a very 90s tie-dye t-shirt today. So I'm just going to say, give it time. I did no such thing. These looks, I put it back. The, <laughs> these looks are going to come back around, unfortunately. Well, hopefully on neither of our sweet heads. Well. And I, with that. We'll see. Until next time, listeners. Thank your. Thank your. You lone reads. You're all lone reads, every one of you. All 12 listeners. Truly. Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode.